Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for June 15th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. The checks and balances, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips, and we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is our one of two. Wow, we got a lot to cover really quick, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday we were talking about Drag Queen Story Hour. And it's an organization, believe it or not, that operates across the United States bringing drag queens to libraries, schools, and bookstores to read stories to children. Now, who on earth would subject their children to this kind of a hostile, in my opinion, child abuse is beyond me. But we see it growing in popularity everywhere, funded by our tax dollars. All right, Drag Queen Story Hour is indeed coming to a school near you. All right, it's the Gay Agenda Blueprint, ladies and gentlemen. It's a plan to transform America. They say talk about gays and gayness as loudly and as often as possible. Portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. Give protectors a just cause. Make gays look good. Make the victimized look bad. Or the victimizers, I'm sorry, look bad. Solicit funds. The buck stops here. They've got a plan. They're executing it, ladies and gentlemen. And the way they push back is now you got to ask, does God have a gender? Because they're trying to pervert gender so much to where they debate that God does not have a gender. That's why our gender should be fluid. Because we want to be like God and God doesn't have a gender. Therefore, we shouldn't have a gender either. See how psychotic this gets, ladies and gentlemen? As far as I understand, he created us in his image. Male and female created he them. How could the scriptures be more clear? But yet the perversion in America continues, and we shall, sadly, pay the price. That was a recap of uh, some of the things we talked about uh, on, um, let's see, what would it be, Monday's show. (laughs) Wow. Yesterday's show, we had our guest on, Mr. Richard Mack, with us, CSPOA.org. And we talked about the reminder, January 6th, panel altered evidence and lied about it the country sees it for what it is rights aren't more wnd.com but literally the panel altered evidence and got caught doing it jim jordan said the committee has altered evidence and lied to the american people so much so that they had to issue a statement that basically said this we forget the air he says that's government speak for government got caught lying He's right about that reality check. We talked about last December, the January 6th committee admitted that it altered the text message. Uh, Second hour, we um, were on the radio again with Sheriff Richard Mack, but it was simulcast at the TV show. And we talked about Yuma County, Arizona Sheriff's Office opens massive voter fraud investigation. 
Yeah, Greg Phyllis of True the Vote says, we have recently learned that video is specifically turned off on particular drop boxes in Arizona. Now you got to ask why. We also talked to our guest second hour yesterday, Barry County, Michigan Sheriff Darleaf. Two years later, election vote fraud remains center stage. He's been investigating vote fraud for the last two years. He's now got enough pay dirt to where they're freaking out. What do they do? They launched an investigation against the sheriff now. That's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Check it all out. LibertyRoundtable.com for archives of the radio show. If you want to see the video portion, second hour, then all you got to do is go to Brighty on TV. So BrightyonTV.com is where you go for the archives. Brighteon.tv is where it's live every Tuesday morning. The Richard Mack or the Sheriff Mack show simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. Right, that's a recap of the last couple of days' shows. We've covered a lot of information, ladies and gentlemen. Now we want to talk about what's happening uh, in America to an average American. He's beyond an average American, but uh, he's an average American uh, in this story, if you will. He's really a filmmaker. Uh, He's really a brilliant strategist storyteller. Uh, And a whole lot more on a personal and professional level. He's just a wonderful gentleman. He has the guts to stand up like nobody's business. He's being attacked more than I have. I mean, few people in the history of the world have been attacked like this guy. Why? Because he wants to stand on principle. He's been literally criticized, mocked, ridiculed, belittled, wrongfully represented, if you will, wrongfully attacked by even some of the people who used to be his best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. We're talking about Ken and Barbara Cromar, who have been in an epic battle against the unconstitutional, and I would say criminal, IRS. All right, And he's been battling to keep his home. They've been battling to steal his private property. The purpose of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. Now his life's in danger. His liberty's been, uh, in my opinion, curtailed. Uh, and his property rights have been violated. Wow. If you're a Ken Cromar, you kind of wonder what value does government even have? They're supposed to be protecting, not attacking those rights. Anyway, long story short, we've covered this on the radio before some. But, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to understand the reason that we keep this up is because we want you to have updates. If it could happen to Barbie and Ken, it could happen to you. And that's the salient point that you need to know. And I find it interesting. I've done this for many, many, many years on your radio, as you know. And I find it funny. Whenever you hear about a can or somebody, you're like, oh, they must be doing something bad. They must be doing something wrong. Whoa. Oh, man, there must be something we don't know. No, it isn't true. You think that until they attack you, and then you go, well, wait a minute now. Hold on. In my case, it's different. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what we kind of see about this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But the current... Criminal element is out in spades. So Ken's got several cases before the government right now. They're trying to attack him on multiple levels. What I find interesting about this is, for some reason, the judges think that Ken's trial uh, should be in secret. They got a gag order on part of it for Ken. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that except to ask why. Well, I guess the judge said, hey, we don't want trial by Facebook. So I just find 
that interesting. They've been at this for over four point five, four and a half years, folks, to find justice. Fifteen court cases, and all Ken wants is a trial of jury by his peers. What questions would you ask if you were to try to find out your peers in a jury trial? What questions would you ask? Why did this happen to Barbie and Ken? What, what, uh, you know, why him? What's going on? What about your right to due process? What about transparency in the law? None of it is being had for Ken Cromar. Let's start out and welcome Ken Cromar to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hello, sir. All right, we'll try to get Ken back. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ken and his family have been suffering mightily under this, right? I don't know why this is happening to them, except I have a guess, right? My guess, the reason that it's happening to them. So sorry. The reason I'm that here. it's happening to them is because they have stood up locally for what is right in their small municipality, their town. And you know what? You cross the wrong people locally. And we used to think that, hey, the general government was out of control. The states are much better. When you get down to the county level, it's just good people doing good things. And, you know, we have learned that that's not true. We have learned that the most local of leaders now have, in my opinion, satanic ties all the way to the top to the federal government and beyond. And um, you say, Sam, how is that possible? I don't know. But I know it is possible, and I know we're seeing evidence of it now. All right? I know we're seeing these ties. And the example that I would use that's the most famous in recent times is the school board discussions. You think you're going down to your local school board there to tell, you know, your neighbors, hey, you know what? We don't really want some of this teaching in our school. You know, we don't want our children subjected to sexual weird stuff that we just, you know what, don't agree with. Uh, and we certainly don't want race theory taught to our children. Uh, we just don't want drag queen story hour. We don't, you know, we don't want those things. So you peacefully go down and talk to your neighbor, neighbors. You find out it's all the way to the level of the FBI and that you're a terrorist before you can blink an eye. That highlights what I'm talking about. Well, we've seen this in local politics. I've worked alongside Ken uh, in some of these skirmishes. And I'm here to tell you that, you know what, the cockroaches won't run when you shine the light. Ken Cromar, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. They also strike back. Thank you, Sam. Good morning. Um, it is so good to be with you. It is nice to be speaking with somebody who's sane and understands the realities of the world that we're living in. So many people are lost and confused, but the battle lines are pretty clear. There's light and dark, good and evil, and this is that final showdown before our good Lord returns, I believe. And we're, and we're in the middle right. of it. When we get back, the judge said, gag order on social media, and I don't want trial by Facebook. And so we don't? Well, I find that interesting because what does that mean? Uh, does that mean only the approved press can cover it? Uh, we'll talk about it with Ken Cromar in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Calling all patriots, come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at Liberty Hall on Friday evening, June 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. There will be free food and drinks, so bring your family and friends to celebrate Tom's amazing achievement. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org slash V2V. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13:2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. If it can happen to Ken and Barbie, it can happen to you. Ken Cromar with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about his case. It is serious. The battle's four and a half years long. Plenty of cash. Plenty of fiascos back and forth. Multiple court cases. And now the judge says, gag order on social media. And I don't want trial by Facebook. And I guess we don't. But then Ken says, hey, I just went off Facebook. I went cold turkey. That way they can't claim that you did something you ought not do, for one. Uh, but why are we starting out these cases uh, really with gag orders? Ken, that doesn't make any sense to me. Is this case so highly classified or something? Well, that that's very interesting. And ironically, I don't know if you remember this, but literally within two weeks after the judge made that, that uh, gag order declaration, and it was to go for all parties, not just us, but including law enforcement. Guess who went to the newspaper and created a anonymous says this, anonymous says that hit piece on Barbie and Ken? The law enforcement. And uh, we brought it up in the next hearing, and nothing was done about it. There should have been sanctions against uh, the law enforcement and, and the prosecution for not uh, obeying the judge's order. Nothing happened, of course. So. Yeah, it's been uh, a lopsided kangaroo court, in my opinion, from the very, very beginning, and has only gotten worse of late. For example, we're not being allowed to even file documents in the court because we're not doing it through a bar attorney. Let me be clear. Actually, it's, it's very specific. A state, quote, state-licensed bar attorney, close quote. Guess what? They don't exist. There is no such thing as a state legislative uh, statute that authorizes licenses for 
attorneys to practice law. So it's like, how is that even possible if the state doesn't produce the license? But what they say is you have to have a bar attorney. Well, what's a bar attorney? A bar is a club. There is no license at the bar. It's a club. It's a it's an association, and they have bar cards. And but what they are is simply, I'm a member of the bar. <laughs> so it it's been crazy. We've not been allowed to defend ourselves. We've not been allowed to put evidence on the record. The the uh, judges forced a she thinks a um. A public defender bar attorney on us, and we've rejected it every time, and and um, and we we've made it so clear that we do not have a bar attorney. Then most recently, the prosecutor actually listed himself as our representative, representation, represented by, and it's like, how is that possible? That stood on the record for three or four months, and we kept saying, you've got to take that off. That's not true. And why is this important? Because bar attorneys are officers of the court. Did you hear me? Officers yes, of the court. Yes, they are officers of the court, which means where is their allegiance, ladies and gentlemen? Go ahead. Bingo. Jim. Bingo. No, you hit the nail right on the head. If uh, We've brought this up in court numerous times. So it's like they don't work for you, for, for me. They work for you, the court. And we need to be able to have representation. We have a, a fellow by the name of Eugene Paul Richardson. He has been in court a number of times and knows he knows the law, and he is a constitutionalist, and they refuse to allow him to be our representation. Why? Because he's not a, quote, state-licensed bar attorney, close quote. Now, the Constitution doesn't say that. It says we have a right to counsel. Constitution says we have a right to counsel. Of whose choice? The courts or, or, the, or the, uh, the victim? And I mean victim. We're, we're the defense, but we're the victims of government here. And let's be and clear. Being... What is a right of counsel? What a right means is it exists before government exists. Right? Rights are not privileges or granted at the whims of a bureaucrat or a professional do-gooder. Rights are God-given, and therefore can government infringe those rights, meaning one, either take them away and or two, say, well, yeah, you have a right to a counsel, but according to how we tell you the right exists here now, okay, do mm-hmm. they define that right and turn it into a privilege by fiat? And that's what we're talking about, right? Exactly. In fact, yesterday we had to file a document with the court, which we know they're going to reject, but we have to at least go through our end of the deal, certified return receipt, um, copy to all sorts of people so that they can't pretend it just went in one entryway with the court and and got shut down and, and uh, that evidence destroyed. So we sent it to multiple people at the exact same time we were filing it with the court. And what it says is, in essence, it says, um, notice to the court that our right to self-representation, it's called Ferretta versus California, uh, Ferretta, a Ferretta motion, that our right in Ferretta has been denied and our right uh, to the evidence to be put on the record has been denied. Therefore, this document is a criminal referral to the Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes for um, treason in the court. We just filed that yesterday. It will be on our website uh, a little later today where we just keep track of the information. It's called miraclesingodwetrust.com. That's miraclesingodwetrust.com, all in word. And then you hit the second tab, which is Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS. 
Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS. <sighs> Sam, we we are witnessing firsthand, front row seats, the the corruption of the courts. This is not about justice anymore. It's about profit, and and most people don't even know that the courts aren't even about justice anymore. What they are is commercial, for-profit corporations. Did you know that, Sam? <laughs> They're not even about justice or the Constitution. They're about yes, making I, money. Yes, I do know that. They're not only about making money, but they're about using fiat for control. Those two are the key components to the reason that they shift the narrative, shift the discussion to a venue which most people know not is the problem. Well, isn't that what – was it the Declaration of Independence that says uh, taking us to jurisdictions unknown? Isn't that – I recall that wording. And, and this is a jurisdiction unknown. They don't declare it. But once again, the reason you never would want to have a bar attorney is because they secretly they – never, they never tell you this, but they take your power of attorney and they start signing documents and bond agreements and financial instruments behind the scenes where they're going to cash in on you <laughs> once they convict you. And it's like no way will we ever have a bar attorney. Never have and never will. Not in this case. And um, it's like it, – Sam. We feel like we're in the twilight zone. And once again, if it can happen to Barbie and Ken, it can happen to you. And so when, do you, when and how do you stand up? In your intro, you talk about peacefully restoring the republic, and that's all we've ever done. But we've been accused of being bomb-making terrorists, dangerous bomb-making terrorists. And it's like, what in the world? You know why they call it bomb-making? Because they – they found hydrogen peroxide and matches in our food storage. <laughs> yes, sir. Went to the store, and you can buy a bottle of hydrogen peroxide for about a buck and matches. I mean, you can just find them anywhere. But that would make you a potential bomb maker or give them the excuse to hit you with a 75-man SWAT team. We didn't even mention that. By the way, it probably bears to mention that before we got hit on September 24th, 2020 by a 75-man paramilitary SWAT team, two helicopters, two MRAPs, snipers all around the house, cleared out the neighborhood, terrorized our quiet little community. Before, just days before that, guess who was at our house, Sam? John Sullivan. He came saying that he was a friend will, willing to stand with us, and who is he? He's the black fellow who was at the January 6th Capitol riot insurrection, wearing a Trump, I love Trump hat, but running around with a camera videotaping and actually videotaped Ashley Babbitt being uh, murdered. And um, if you remember who she is, the, the veteran got shot down in cold blood. And um, he videotaped that and made $70,000, 35 from CNN and 35000 from NBC, was arrested but apparently released. Hmm. I wonder who he was. Was he CIA, FBI, um, uh, George Soros? And we're trying to subpoena him into our trial that starts on the 27th, and, and we can't find him. We've been trying to serve papers on him, and we cannot find him. And so if anybody knows where John Sullivan, the notorious um, I Love Trumper that was part of the riots and was actually on his own recording heard saying, F this place. Um, let's burn this effort down. Um, and he was trying to instigate a riot. 
Well, and then you uh, got to ask questions about ties to Ray Epps and, and many Bingo. other people, too, because there's video evidence of their insurrectional act or insurrectionist activities. Uh, Lincoln, was there an insurrection on Jan 6th with the Democrats, right? Yes, they were. The only real question is who done it, right? That's what we really got to dig into. But we see a dog and pony show to avoid the very issue now and create a cover up. What they'll say is we already looked into that next, avoiding the real criminals. We'll come back with Ken Cromar in seconds to talk more about his harrowing reality. Miraclesingodwetrust.com, the website for Ken and Barb. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Representative Tom Rice, the Republican from South Carolina, lost his re-election bid to a Trump-endorsed challenger, Russell Fry, on Tuesday night. Rice is the first House Republican to lose his re-election bid after voting to impeach President Trump over his role on January 6. Representative Nancy Mace won, beating out a candidate backed by Trump. Two Los Angeles area police officers who were rushed to the hospital Tuesday following a shooting have died. Two El Monte officers responding to an intersection where a possible stabbing was taking place at a hotel. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department said the police officers were shot by a suspect immediately after they arrived on the scene. Detective Andrew Meyer. Uh, the suspect fled the hotel room uh, into the parking lot and a second officer involved shooting occurred. The suspect was also struck by gunfire and he was pronounced uh, deceased at the scene. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The World Health Organization is planning to hold an emergency meeting next week, saying the unusual and concerning worldwide outbreak of monkeypox needs to be front and center. The organization plans to look at whether the outbreak should be declared a public health emergency of international concern and to change the name because it's an offensive name that must be changed. Climate change is a theory. Some believe it to be true. Some don't. Some understand there is no such thing as climate stability, and it's always changing. The Biden administration wants you on board for climate change, even if it means removing your freedom of speech. White House National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy on Axios. Well, the challenge is now that we're moving from denial to actually just trying to to disengage the public, we have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. USA.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with Ken Cromar. Support Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS is the headline. If it can happen to Barbie and Ken, it can happen to you, ladies and gentlemen. That's the part you may not get. Sadly, it's going to have to happen to you before many of you get it. Hopefully, you'll understand and help in the meantime. Miraclesingodwetrust.com is the website uh, for Ken and Barb. Now, there's a gag order on social media in one of the cases, uh, but Ken's free to talk on a lot of other discussions uh, and topics. This has been over a four and a half year period, ladies and gentlemen. 15 court cases and more going on, ladies and gentlemen. And we really want to finish on this John Sullivan thing. So we know agent provocateurs took part in the Ammon Bundy scenarios. We know that agent provocateurs were there at January 6th. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, and I did it on purpose in my opening monologue about the previous day's shows, look, folks, you think it's at the local level and it's not really tied to any big fish? You're wrong. That's what we're talking about. Hey, they literally went to Ken's house with government provocateurs. Now when it comes to witness time, they're nowhere to be found, Ken. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's 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 crazy, Sam. Um, you would think that there'd be um, at least some pieces of a fair and impartial jury trial kind of a thing, but they're even trying to squash that. They know that the people, once given the truth, will know what to do. All we ever wanted was the chance to uh, uh, stand in in a court of law before a jury of our peers and present the, the, the information and let them decide if we were right or the government was right. Had that happened in the original case in U.S. District Court under Chief Judge Robert J. Shelby out of Salt Lake City, we would never have gone to this. He failed in his oath of office, and he's an interesting character. I'll just go to Wiki and take a look at his description of who he is. He was appointed by Obama in 2011, 2012, he overturned the Utah State Constitution, Amendment 3, that marriage is between a man and a woman, and with a stroke of his pen, set off a tidal wave that, that went through different states and ended up at the Supreme Court. And there, they changed the meaning of marriage between uh, you know, a man and a woman. And I believe, personally, damned our nation to hell. And um, we are in trouble. And this is who we've been dealing with from the beginning. We never even saw his face, don't even know what he looks like never heard his voice, definitely never had a hearing or obviously a trial. And had he done his job and allowed us to do that, then, then, then nothing, none of the rest of this would have happened. But instead, 14 more cases have happened. Uh, number 13 is, is where we were surrounded by 75-man SWAT team. And actually, I'd been arrested in, in the Macy's grocery store parking lot just a, um, a few minutes before, and my wife was there alone to face down two MRAPs, two helicopters, snipers that were surrounding the house, police cars everywhere. And by the way, you can see all of this, what happened at miraclesingodwetrust.com under the Barbie and Ken versus Goliath tab. There's a video we just put up a couple of days ago that shows uh, from all sorts of footage of friends and, and footage that we managed to get uh, through uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, that show and Barbara's actually live stream Facebook. You'll hear my great wife stand there and say, do you have a warrant? And they would never answer the question. Who, who are you? Do you have a warrant? And she stood them down, and yet all they had to do was come and knock on the door. 
but instead they brought 75-man SWAT team against us. So that's case number 13. They literally cordoned off the neighborhood, ladies and oh, gentlemen. They did all yeah. kinds of things. Video, Evacuated. Barbie and Ken hit by 75-man 75 75-man 75 SWAT team. The video is available now, miraclesingodwetrust.com, so you can watch that. And you got to really start to ask yourself some fundamental questions, though. Why did this happen to Barbie and Ken? Why on earth does this just get so crazy town? Uh, Ken, we think we have the answers, right? You know, I had yes, we do. And I had the hardest time going there to to believe that political enemies within my city of Cedar Hills, Utah, where I served as a city councilman from 94 to January of 20 uh, of January of 2000 and and for years afterwards, sometimes with Sam, often with Sam actually, we would be trying to just get at the records that, and then when those records came out, they were embarrassed. And would and then would flail about behind the scenes and ridicule and mock and create Twitter accounts, uh, anonymous Twitter accounts against us and things like that. Yeah, I I have come to believe that um, people within our city, political adversaries who have used government for their own purposes for free golf, years and years of free golf, hundreds of, of rounds per year, so that they could. Uh, uh, gather friends and make money and and have uh, 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 talk down their enemies, Cromars. And then they, I believe what they did was they went to one of their friends in the IRS or in the courts and said, please create a lawsuit. That, it's for the good of the country that, that these tax cheats um, need to be investigated. And, and sure enough, we'd had uh, 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 a notice of lien on our property, which is not an actual lien, by the way. But they use. By the way, pretense. ladies and gentlemen, if it was an actual lien, it wouldn't be called notice of lien. Exactly. It would we be even called contact, lien. Yeah, we contacted Washington D.C. Um, I forget the department, but to see if there was actually a lien as required by law on our property, there wasn't. But so they use that as the pretense to say that Barbie and Ken owe one million fifty-three thousand twenty-eight dollars and sixty-five cents, and you better come to court. And to, to, to deal with it. Well, we did. Well, we tried because they wouldn't let us into the court. They wouldn't even tell us what statute we'd broken. Is it 16th Amendment or is it Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1? We could never get them to tell us what law we were going to have to defend ourselves under. And then just said, you didn't answer, so you're guilty. Judgment. Send in 13 U.S. Marshals to kick us out of our house. And that's what happened first. So we sued for in state court for $120 million for having our constitutional rights removed. So what happened then? The uh, John Huber, the U.S. attorney, made famous for being the investigator of the investigators of Mueller and all those guys against Trump, who was sent in there to investigate, did nothing to to uh, uh, protect Trump's rights, and did, and in the end there was virtually no report. But this is the guy that went into the state court and said. We have jurisdiction over this, and they removed our case from the state court, put it in the federal court, and what happened there is really bizarre. Three judges recused themselves from taking our case in the federal court. They brought in a judge from Oklahoma by the name of DeGuisti, and what he did was uh, say, um, I rule in favor of the defendant, U.S. government. We're charging – we're after him for $120 million for denying our rights. 
and I I move against um, I order against the Cromar's request for a hearing. <laughs> now that's bizarre. But guess who was made chief judge of the Oklahoma U.S. District Court within days of getting our case? Hmm. I wonder how that happened. My friend, the the enemies of God, right, truth, and the Constitution are everywhere. And, yes, um, they are. Now, let me tie this together for people. So this started out, ladies and gentlemen, with Ken Cromar working on the most local of levels. Yeah. It's kind of fasc- fascinating how this unfolded because Ken and I would talk often. And I would say, Ken, you know what? I appreciate the local issues, but come on, there's not too much corruption there. I mean, they're, for the most part, good people. There might be some stupid people, but they're not really evil. Come on. And Ken would say, I know, Sam, but I got to just work on this. And I'm like, why don't you come work on the national scale with me? You're a filmmaker. We got films to make. We got things to do. And Ken would say, you know what? I believe I'm working where I'm supposed to be. And I said, you know what? I understand that. I feel the same. We might have just different missions. God calls us to do different things. So we kept working. Then Ken kind of got me involved in a couple of these things. Uh, And I started talking to the uh, people about records. And I started defiling a couple of grandma or it's the same thing as a FOIA request, basically. Hey, you know what? You, you use a document to say we have a right to these records. The government then is, by law, supposed to turn those records over per your request kind of a thing. Uh, yep. So I started filing my request. Then they started to attack me. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just asking for record. Yeah, Sam, you're asking for the wrong things, buddy. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, we get to the record on Budman for the state of Utah. Uh, we literally go in. We, uh, you know what? It's Sam Bushman kind of in a showdown with their attorneys, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they literally then tried to take me down and attack my radio show and attack me. And I'm, you know what? I don't tolerate that very well. So I literally start um, virtually in front of this ombudsman. I start kind of deposing this attorney. I'm starting to ask him hard questions, and he then admits, "Well, listen, Sam, we print out these records, and it changes the nature of the record, and we don't have to turn them over to you anymore." And the ombudsman went berserk and went, are you kidding me right now? And then I quoted the law and said, that's not the way it works, my friend. And that's where this all started. Next thing you know, just like the FBI saying the local school mom is a terrorist, they unleashed beyond national powers on Ken. Why? I believe it's absolute clear political payback. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. 
This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Our guest, Ken Cromar. Ladies and gentlemen, please support Ken and Barb. They are versing Goliath IRS. If it could happen to Barbie and Ken, it could happen to you. You want to learn more? Miraclesingodwetrust.com. Judge put a gag order, doesn't want a trial by Facebook. But yet, for some reason, the government, somebody seems to be leaking information to the friendly media. So they get a report on it through anonymous sources. But Ken's gagged. Um, on one of his cases, there's like 15 cases, so that's why he can still speak out a lot. Man, we say that now, they'll try to gag him on all of them, huh? He's been at this over four and a half years, ladies and gentlemen, in a quest to find justice. Understand that it's taken 15 court cases to finally try to get a jury trial by a jury of peers. Now, that's a real interesting question that next hour we'll dig into about the jury of peers, okay? But you know what? He has a right to a trial. But I'm going to say he has a right to a speedy hearing and trial. This is one of the biggest problems with your case and why it's escalated and avalanched and broadened and uh, they've changed the terms. And, uh, you know, now the IRS is saying you're not guilty of anything. And, well, there was a notice of lien on your house, but not an actual lien. And now they're backing away from the IRS issue. So what they want to do is just move the target. They just want to um, move the matrix to where now well, we're talking about other issues now, Ken. And you can't yeah. represent yourself because you don't know what you're doing, and you're making a mockery of the courts, Ken. And now they're starting <laughs> to change the game on so many fronts. It is shocking. But you have yeah. a right to, and I'm going to add this, to a hearing and a speedy trial, right? Right, right. If they had nothing to hide, why all the hiding? If you had a case, Defending Utah said this in one of their little videos about us. They're a, a, a political group that tries to stand up for Utah's rights, and they, they analyzed the situation and said all they had to do was give Barbie and Ken a hearing and a trial in the original court case in U.S. District Court under Chief Judge Robert J. Shelby, and they, they didn't do it. And they just assumed that the, Barbie and Ken would buckle under the pressure, and they'd lose their house, and they'd go away. But we didn't go away. We, we are determined. I took an oath of office as a city councilman to protect and defend the Constitution, and even, I even have to do that for myself. And I, that, there is no exit clause on those oaths, by the way. People never think about that, but once you've taken the oath, that oath is good for the rest of your life. There's no, oh, okay, now I'm not under the oath of office. People so may not know, understand it, but let's be clear, that's intentional, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So anyway, what's really interesting is, is that um, the Bundys uh, got involved with us to try to help us out. So. When our house was being auctioned off on the courthouse steps on 
September 10th of 2020, uh, or 2019, I believe it was, that um, Ammon, I'd never met him before. I, of course, heard about him, but he learned of our situation, got up at 3 in the morning in Idaho where he was at and drove to Salt Lake to stand with us. And all he did was shove his hands in his pocket during the auction and say, be sure to get a good deal on your neighbor's house. Be sure to get a good deal on your neighbor's house as the bid as the auction was going on, and all these officers surrounded him and were trying to intimidate him. But he don't he don't intimidate, and uh, he was there to witness uh, this sham auction. Uh, I would say unlawful one for sure. Never had a, a due process to get to that point. And then and then uh, Ryan Bundy and Shauna Cox came to our rescue when we walked back into our house months later when we realized, wait a second, that title's still in our name. They haven't um, given us due process. We filed a land patent. That's a whole other discussion that actually took or gave us the lawful right to retain our home because we accepted the original land patent, number 392, part and parcel thereof, our little part and parcel, our little corner of the yard of that, that original land patent that was signed by Grover Cleveland in 1887 on February 26th, wherein that property was granted to its heirs and assigns forever. Well, we fit within forever, and we, and we accepted the land patent, and I think that's the other reason that they've come down really hard. They have to make an example of the Cromars, but the reality is the only way you can get around a land patent is if you have the U.S. attorney or excuse me, the attorney general, or his designee fight it. It's never happened. 180 years of unanimous, Sam, unanimous decisions for 180 years out of the Supreme Court saying that the land patents are untouchable. It's like having an embassy, if you will. It's, it's, a, it's on par with the Constitution, meaning it's a treaty. So a land patent's a treaty, and this has dr driven these guys crazy. We can't let the Cromars succeed in having their property protected by the Constitution and the Supreme Court. Well, they didn't bring that up. They said we burglarized our own home in a felony, <laughs> felony burglary of a dwelling. And on that technicality, so they, they uh, want to put us in prison for 15 years. One to 15 years is the charge. And it's like now we're finally getting to a trial. Uh, by jury, boy, we've got to get the jury right. But here's the strange thing is um, I don't know how this is going to play out, except that we do believe in miracles, miracles in God we trust. We have a website called miraclesingodwetrust.com, and we've got a lot of information there that could be helpful. One little piece just comes to mind is that while sitting around the table at, at our house when we walked back into our own house in April of 2020 <clears throat> and, and were there for a number of months before we got hit by the SWAT team, Emma, or excuse me, Ryan Bundy told us the story of him having been in prison for two years waiting for trial. Almost half of that was in solitary confinement. Can you imagine the distress that the, the, the Ammon and 
Ryan and Cliven and, and others well, went Well, at the end of the day, they're guilty of nothing as well. So think about the fact that they served for well, two years, not only jettisoning all that we hold dear, innocent until proven guilty, due process of law, uh, yep. a jury by your peers, a speedy trial, all these different fundamentals that we have. They were denied all that, ladies and gentlemen. And then on the altar of it all, at the end of the day, they said the government was corrupt. we got to just dismiss this whole thing. The government's too corrupt. Uh-huh. All right. Well, so while there's what, a gag what, order on social media for Ken, ladies and gentlemen, understand this has been over four and a half years. And you got to ask yourself, what is the due process of law? Because that's what Ken Cromar really has been asking for this whole time. Let's go through due process. And so ask questions. Yes, sir. Let me just ask you one thing, just real, real quick, not ask you, but just mention, I was leading to the fact that on that website, we sat around the table and recorded with his permission, his story about his dreams and visions that helped sustain him through that ordeal. You just scroll way down. There's a picture of Daniel in the lion's den, and under that is an audio recording of Ryan telling his story. It is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard, and it relates to everything we're talking about. Anyway, you want to go to due process. Ladies and gentlemen, the due process of law is really important, though. It's the principle that an individual cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property— without appropriate legal procedures and safeguards. Now, those procedures, right, and yes. safeguards, ladies and gentlemen, have to do with you have a right to face your accusers. Uh -huh. You have the right to transparency and accountability. You have the right to have a jury of your peers. You have the right to bring forward your own witnesses. But what they're doing in this case, and you say you don't know how well it's going to go, and I sadly don't think it's going to go well. They've already been at this for four and a half years, and they've already turned one simple case that was, in my opinion, political payback, attack, use the IRS. Barack talked about doing that. He joked about it and laughed. I can maybe even find a soundbite for that. I know it exists. Oh, please do. Where he literally mocked and laughed and said, yeah, we might just have to sick the IRS on them. And he kind of went, ha, ha, ha. And then, but then we know that was really done to conservatives. Nobody connects these yep. dots, but guys like me do, because that's what I yep. do for a living, right? Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm telling you, and then now this happened to Canada's political payback, and, and, and now they've turned these cases into 15, four and a half years later. Now, what they're doing, though, is they're changing the game. The original charges are kind of being overlooked in favor of new and different escalating, cascading charges. They're jettisoning due process of law, because remember... You have a right to a hearing and a speedy trial. He hasn't had any of that stuff. He's innocent until proven guilty, ladies and gentlemen. There's land patents that must be discussed. There's evidence, etc., that they're not even letting Ken bring to the table. They're saying, no, that doesn't count. No, Ken, you don't even know what you're talking about. Ken, you can't do this yourself. You're making a mockery of the court. The problem is they're ignoring everything that he submits to them. And so now you've got a video where, hey, they got hit by the IRS, a 75-man SWAT team, removed from their home forcefully. And, ladies and gentlemen, here's my question. Was there a court order for that raid to be conducted? There was, but, but there was no warrant. Now, here, now here's the question. Yeah. Is that court order legal if we simply deep six due process – Deep six, a speedy trial. Deep six, a proper conviction. Then is it a lawful and illegal court order? See, that's what you really no. got to ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, that's the point and the problem here. 
So they will claim, oh, yeah, there was a court order. We had every right to do it. No, no, no. You lie. Where's the warrant? Where's the due process? Where's the appropriate jury trial um, where the uh, jury appears convicted? Okay. This is a showdown, ladies and gentlemen, over key political issues. Started at the most local of levels, brought to the IRS, attack dog level. By whom? Mm -hmm. All right. And that's really the issue. That you've got to ask yourself. Yeah. So we have 15 court cases. Number 13 is the one that's coming after us. Number 14 and 15 is where we went on offense big time. We filed a lawsuit. Barbara, we were advised to do it separately, but we we filed them at the same time. Barbara against the commissioner of the IRS. We want to know if you have any lawful claim against us from 1990 through 2020, and you better put up. And if you don't, then we win. We did win. Barbara won first, and then mine got – they just kept trying to meander through. It took a few more months, but we both got the exact same decision, which was, please, judge, dismiss this case because there's no jurisdiction here because um, we don't have any documentation that shows that the, that we had any claim over the Cromars from 1990 through 2020, and so please dismiss the case, which they did under those grounds, and it says so in the paperwork. But would you think that we'd be allowed to put that on the record of the court? No. We've been blocked for the last 13 months. Well, actually, probably about half of that blocked from filing. But they went backwards in time for six months and struck everything. So it's been 13 months' worth of filings that have been blocked. Why? Because we kept telling the truth and getting it on the record of the court. They couldn't stand that. And they can't have our complete vindication, 100% vindication on the record of the court and may not, well, may not even let us use that in our trial. But we'll see. If they did, we win. If they don't, I, I worry for us. <laughs> we have a lot to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. We've outlined, we've done a thumbnail sketch of the cases, as much as Ken's allowed to talk about. All right, now, next hour, Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS. If it could happen to Barbie and Ken, it could happen to you. In miraclesandgodwetrust.com, interview continued. We're going to dig into what does it look like? What's next for Ken? What does the grand jury look like? How do we make sure he gets a fair shake in the courts? Is it even possible today? Those are just some of the hard-hitting questions we'll ask. Ken Cromar in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. The goal is to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. This is the broadcast for June 15th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. Barbie and Ken versus Goliath. The Goliath IRS. If it can happen to Barb and Ken, it can happen to you, ladies and gentlemen. Miraclesandgodwetrust.com, the website. Uh, and uh, interview continued with Ken Cromart, my guest. Now, I made a statement on the radio. 
And that statement was, hey, even Barack Obama joked about using the IRS against people. Well, for Ken and family, pardon the French, this ain't no joke, people. They literally stole their house, and now their lives are in jeopardy, uh, either from one going to jail for a long time and or um, threats from enemies. Uh, of course, anonymous enemies. We've got a gag order, don't you know? So there you go. Okay, this kind of stuff. Now, let me just let you hear what Barack had to say, because this is shocking. When you hear Barack joke about it, everybody goes, ha, ha, ha. But when it's your personal friends, people who you've known for several decades, their children go to school with your children, you know them personally, they're your neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to stick with what you know, not with what your government tells you. The government's telling you that, hey, Ken and Barbara, bad guys, terrorists. Uh, you got to jettison your neighbor. They've gone cuckoo. The truth is Ken's been stable and steady and a nice, kind neighbor for decades. And his neighbors that are honest with themselves know it. All right. Anyway, I digress. Here's Barack's joke. Now, before I begin, I'd just like to clear the air about that little controversy everybody was talking about a few weeks back. I have to tell you, I really thought this was much ado about nothing. But I do think we all learned an important lesson. I learned never again to pick another team over the Sun Devils in my NCAA brackets. Yeah, it's funny. Here's the it won't thing. happen again. President Crow and the Board of Regents will soon learn about being audited by the IRS. Do you hear me, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, the mainstream press spun that off as a joke. Well, to Ken and Barb, this is very real. Ken? I, I can't tell you how scary that little jokey thing was because we are feeling the full force and power of the most dangerous, deceitful collection agency in the probably the history of the world. They, the laws and the truth do not matter, and, the, and we've been victimized by that very thing. All we ever wanted to do was to get into a court and be able to tell our side of the story. And now it's going to happen 15 cases later, but for the wrong reason, which is you burglarized a home. Well, that was our house. How can you burglarize your own home? And they want to put us in jail for 15 years. Now, Sam, I've got to tell you, um, the odds do not look good at all, obviously. But we have felt from the very beginning it's the only thing that's kept us going. Is, is that we're on an assignment from a, a loving God who has given us these freedoms, and we feel like our, our fight and assignment is to fight vigorously in behalf of we the people and the rights. It's not about Barbie and Ken. It's about law and order. It's about the Constitution. And if, if one person is being harmed, and in this case it's us, big time, then all are being harmed. And if the people are aware of what's happening, maybe it has to be this dramatic that then maybe the people will wake up or at least parts of the people will wake up and stand for their rights and this thing can be turned. I believe, Sam, 
that miracles are going to happen. That's the reason we call it uh, our website, Miracles in God We Trust. Made a documentary film about it. Even re, um, uh, redigitize a more perfect union about the Constitutional Convention. That's at Miracles in God We Trust too. MiraclesInGodWeTrust.com. And we believe that a loving God will stand by people who are standing for him and his glorious, beautiful rights. Now, we sure, there's been a lot of people that have been crushed, but we, we are on a, on a mission to just simply stand for right and truth at all costs. It may cost us our lives. It may cost us our lives. But our Lord and Savior did much more than that. And we, <clears throat> we, we're going to stand. And we just pray that, that a jury of our peers will actually, just one, that's all it will take was just one, to not convict us and allow us to con- continue this fight for his um, freedoms that he's given us and sacrificed his life for. Sorry, Sam, a little emotional there. But Understood. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you some questions here about this. Yeah. I want to I highlight something and help you understand. So Barack Obama made that IRS joke. But it's not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. We have proof that it's not a joke. Okay, so when Ken tries to introduce this evidence into court, will they let him, first of all? If they don't, it just proves how criminal they are. Because Barack joked about that, and everybody laughed and went, ha, ha, ha. But I'll prove to you it's not a joke. Are you ready? You remember hearing that conservative groups were literally targeted by the IRS and their 501c3 and other otherwise statuses uh, were being denied. And it turns out that it was only conservatives and they got their hand caught in the cookie jar. That's mainstream press news, folks. Go look it up. But we even have better pay dirt than that. Are you ready? Catherine Engelbrecht, who is the president of a group called True the Vote. Catherine announced a historic legal victory in her decade-long battle against the IRS for targeting her group, TrueTheVote.com, and it was part of the Barack Obama administration's weaponization program, weaponizing the IRS against all political opposition. All right, so true the vote, ladies and gentlemen, just so you understand, one historic $2 million settlement against the IRS. So now when Barack says this is a joke and everybody laughs and ha, it isn't a joke, and the proof is in the settlement that Catherine had to fight over a decade to get. But again, when good people stand up, wonderful things happen, Ken. I believe that. We're, we're at the we're, this is the end here. We're coming down to the final showdown. It, it's it's been prophesied. All the prophets look down to this time and kind of with 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 uh, jealousy is the way I read it. That wow, that would be the greatest time to live in. Really, a lot of people are going to die. Uh, uh, there's going to be battles and wars and this that and the other. And you'd want to be around then. Yeah, it's because it's the biggest battle in the history of the world. And we know who wins, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wins. So we really believe, and we've always been operating from the point of view, is is this is the Lord's battle. It's not ours. But what we have to do is show up 
and we are, and we're not, we're pretty weak. We're not smart enough. We don't have enough money. We're representing, uh, or that's not the right term. We're we're presenting ourselves, uh, meaning we don't have bar attorneys, and so that's pretty high risk. But this is his battle, not ours, and he's winning. Boy, I'll tell you the things that we have been witnessing over the last few days. I kind of feel sorry for the other side because um, if they side with truth, they'll be okay. But if they don't, they'll get their reward too through his hand and not ours, but his hand. And so anyway, it's, a, it's, it's high stake. All high right, stake ladies and gentlemen, that's why, that's why the website is miraclesingodwetrust.com. And if you go there, you'll see uh, a more perfect union movie which if you uh, buy copies of that or whatever you help fund Ken, if you want to donate, Ken could use every penny he can get because what they're trying to do uh, is literally turn one case into 15 cases to flat out just bury Ken uh, financially, and then, hey, hopefully they'll run him out of money and he'll be forced to capitulate and or give up. Not happening thus far, but there's a video on that website, miraclesandgodwetrust.com. Um in the video is Barbie and Ken get hit by 75-man SWAT team for protecting their rights. It happened September 24th, 2020. Now, Barack makes the joke. Catherine gets attacked. Catherine fights and wins $2 million. Ken literally uh, in the same boat. Different details to every case, but the same reality. So the, the judge then gags the discussion, at least for Ken, but yet, somehow, information keeps getting leaked to the mainstream press that literally attacks Ken. How does that happen, and why is there not prosecution for that happening? The judge need to come down hard and say, who's leaking the information? You're going to prison. Either there's a gag or there's not. And if Ken has to obey it, does the other side have to obey it? I think that's a fair, open, honest question. All right? Now, this has been over a four-and-a-half-year uh, reality check, uh, a nightmare for poor Ken and Barb. But, ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk about due process of law. We need to talk about a right to a hearing in a speedy trial. We need to talk about innocent until proven guilty. So, um, you know, why is this happening to Darby and Ken? We're convinced this appears to be a showdown on key issues. Can you say political payback? When we get back, ladies and gentlemen, I want to know what's next. And then I want to know how we help with what's next. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000 year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net calling all patriots come meet a modern day hero tom jones on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the american village west we'll be at liberty hall on friday evening june 24th from 5 to 7 p.m there will be free food and drinks so bring your family and friends to celebrate tom's amazing achievement who is tom jones loving liberty's sam bushman interviewed him on day one in alabama just moments before he began his first marathon get to know tom at unitedwepledge.org v2v you know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? 
in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Komar with us. We're talking about Ken and Barb's epic battle with Goliath, the IRS. Barack Obama jokes about the IRS, but it's very real for Catherine Engelbrecht, who won $2 million because the IRS was abusing her. Took her a decade plus to get it done, though. Ken's in for the epic battle of his life, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. So what's next? Answer June 27th, 2022. They say... One week of trial by jury. Well, I don't know why it would be limited to a week before we get started. How do we know there's not a lot of um, witnesses that need to be called, etc.? So how does Ken and others gear up for a trial like this? First off, you got to uh, be able to get your evidence on the docket or in the court. Uh, secondly, you got to be able to get your witnesses. you got to be able to uh, pick your jurors. you got a lot to do, Ken. Oh, yeah, big time. And when they're blocking you at every step saying, oh, you can't do what you're trying to do without a bar attorney. That totally changes the game, too. So what was already difficult becomes five to ten times as difficult. So they know exactly what they're doing, and that's not seeking for justice. You'd think if, if you're a genuine court attorney, um, whatever it is, that justice would be the paramount goal. But that is meaning that, oh, my gosh, these people could be innocent. They're, they're fighting against the evidence that proves that. For example, as mentioned before, the, um, we sued the commissioner of the IRS and won in two separate court cases, my wife and I. And they admit that they have no lawful claim over the Cromars from 1990 to 2020. That's 31 straight years and more than covers their claim that's in the middle of their, their someplace. And, uh, and yet they won't let that evidence they – won't, they won't acknowledge that the evidence exists because they've blocked us from being able to file that information on the court because we're not bar attorneys. Really? The exculpatory evidence from the IRS commissioner himself is not adequate <laughs> to be as evidence in a court case that's born out of that very issue? That doesn't sound like justice to me. But once nah, again, you're a chicken, and you're supposed to be represented by the fox, my friend. <laughs> no kidding. Um, no that's kidding. really what's going. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious business. Now, when we talk about witnesses, you know, Ken's got a lot of witnesses because remember they've taken this all the way from the local municipality, all the way to the federal level, ladies and gentlemen. And now the IRS is involved. So you know what? Ken has a parade of witnesses. The question is, how many of them will they even let? 
have presence at the court? Right. It's a big question, right? Yeah. Who do you have on the docket, though? Let's talk about it a little bit. Well, number one, Charles Reddick, commissioner of the IRS. He's already admitted. And uh, if we could get him to show up, we actually. You know what they're going to say to you? They're going to say, sorry, Charlie. (laughs) Eh, Well, we we asked, and that's on the record, right? Number two, John Sullivan, the the famous, quote-unquote, Trump supporter, CNN reporter, instigator, um, black fellow who looks like Will Smith, by the way, sort of. And um, he was at our house, strange. He's on vacation with Ray Epps, buddy. You can't find those guys. Sorry. (laughs) We'd love to have him show up to tell us who he really was when he said he came to our house to help us. 21 days before we were then swatted by 75-man SWAT team. Go figure that one. Then we have Ammon Bundy, Ryan Bundy, and Shauna Cox. They, upon arrest of us, said, and tried to take our bond away and put us in prison. Uh, We'd already been bailed out, right? They wanted to take that away and make sure that we stayed in prison until the trial, which was now going to be 21 months later. Okay, imagine that. Coming to sit yeah, they there did that wait. to the Bundys. They served for two years yes, and guilty of nothing. Well, I got to tell you, I think that's the was a little miracle in and of itself. We fell to our knees and wept when that was over because we realized how close we were to have been put in jail without and would never be able to defend ourselves. And their claim was, these are radical people who've associated themselves with the likes of the Bundys, the infamous Bundys, the dangerous Bundys. And I I had to say, um, actually, I need to not say because um, of of the gag order, but I will will say this, that um, we consider it a high honor to have had our name mentioned in the same sentence with the Bundy family. And my yeah, response, when they when they bring up the infamous Bundys, my response is, are you talking about the people that served two years uh, and were innocent and they couldn't prove guilt, so they remain innocent and are guilty of nothing? Uh, are we talking about the same Bundys that the judge literally had to dismiss the case because of government corruption at the highest levels? Uh, are we talking about the same uh, Bundys that went free uh, uh, and the attorney said, okay, you got to let my clients go, and the government said no? And the attorney said, listen, by law, you have to. And they just flat out tased the attorney in court. Is, is that the cases we're talking about? Um, because you know what? You put that in front of a jury and highlight that and say, look, um, Brock was not joking when he talked about sicking the IRS on people. Just ask Catherine Engelbrecht and the $2 million she won. And the Bundys, um, you know what? They're guilty of nothing. But the government was guilty of literally withholding exculpatory evidence and everything else. Are we talking about those guys? Are we talking about the poor attorney that was tased in court for no real reason, but that yet they were ticked off because he did a good job letting the jury know what's happening? The question is, will Ken be allowed to do a good job of letting the jury know what's happening? So now we've got to kind of talk about juries a little bit. I believe in a fully informed jury, which means not only are you to judge the individual before you, but you're to judge the case and the underpinning law related to it. So whether you agree that, um, for example, this is just my example, whether you agree Ken violated IRS laws or not might be a question. But is it appropriate for the crime of, of, of not filing your taxes, which Ken would claim he doesn't owe? Um, is it appropriate to take your primary residence away? 
folks, there's very few government entities that even are above the law so much that they can even do that right. to make the point. And so right. you might say as a fully informed juror, you might say this. Um, you know what? I, I don't agree with Ken at all. But I know that it's not appropriate to take away his home where he can't, you know, have shelter for his family. That's too extreme. Uh, you don't give somebody the death penalty for stealing a candy bar, for instance. Right. Okay, So you might judge the law in that case and say, hold on. Um, the, uh, it's just adding insult to injury here, government. Uh, we can debate this. Till the, and the reason I use that example is because, look, a juror does not have to completely agree with you. What they have to do is understand their role as a fully informed jury member. Do they do exactly what the judge orders them to do? Or as a fully informed jury, do they have the latitude to dig in and to make their own decisions based on what they understand as the final check and balance in the greatest country on the face of the earth? See, these things need to be discussed and vetted for each juror, Ken. Yeah. And and what, what what they plan to do is on the 27th is to do it via Zoom. <laughs> so rather than bring the potential jurors into a court of law where they have to feel the, the force of the room, they're going to do it via TV, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes in the TV room or who's coaching them or whatever, right? And uh, we object well, to that. Well, and hold on, hold on. You'll never be able to... Uh, understand or feel the spirit of Ken or understand the claims being made or the concern uh, or the, the uh, you'll never be able to understand that without being in person. It's, it's, it's virtually not possible. And they well, know the, it. The, the, the trial reportedly will be live. It'll be the first time ever that we've been into a courtroom. <laughs> Think about that. 15 cases later, this is the first time we'll have, have ever been in a courtroom. There've been a few zoom things here and there. But this will be the first time. But the jury pool that's going to have to sit in that room won't be filtered uh, by uh, being in that room to answer questions. That's kind of weird. But, you know, I'd ask you and your audience, what questions would you ask of a potential juror that would show who the, that they're your peer? So, for example, I'm 63 years old, and – would I want 20-year-olds sitting on the jury? No yeah. way. How about a 20-year-old peer? Hold on. How about a 20-year-old transgender millennial? <laughs> right. Is that a peer for Ken Cromar, who is a family man, who Seven has children. children and a wife and all things traditional? Okay. Or is that somebody who will look at Ken and go, the guy's a whack job and never even give the evidence. Let me say that again. Never really even give the evidence a fair hearing, a chance. Right. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. What is a jury of Ken's peers? It would need to be somebody genuinely near his age. It would need to be somebody who genuinely has his understanding politically. They may not have to agree with Ken on every issue, but they need to be a, a conservative person that has reverence for the Constitution, reverence checks and balances, reverence for the rule of law, reverence for, hey, the IRS can't be judged during executioner here. Reverence for how did this start out as a teeny local case and go, quote, virtually national. How did all that happen? Well, you need savvy people to kind of understand that's a very strange trajectory. Is it not? Does that put doubt and questions in your mind? In my humble opinion, it ought to. Ken Cromar interview continues in seconds. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Republican Myra Flores flipped a Democrat House district in South Texas on Tuesday from blue to red. A special election in a district that has 84% Latino voters. Flores, a respiratory care practitioner, had 51% of the vote to Democrat Dan Sanchez's 43%. There will be no runoff. The U.S. House of Representatives gave the green light to legislation that would allow round-the-clock security protection for families of Supreme Court justices. One week after a man was arrested for the attempted assassination of a court justice, the House passed the security measure Tuesday, 396 to 27. All of the votes in opposition came from Democrats. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy from California. By passing this bill as is, we are sending a clear message to the left-wing radicals. You cannot intimidate the Supreme Court justices. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities, you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. President Biden is having problems finding support. An inquiry of all 50 Democratic senators by the Daily Caller found only five immediately committed to endorsing President Joe Biden if he runs for re-election in 2024. The five who gave the outlet a definitive yes were Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, Tim Kaine of Virginia, Cory Booker of New Jersey, Jack Reed of Rhode Island, and Chris Coons of Delaware. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Government tax credits are not working for EV manufacturers. Major automakers are asking Congress to lift the cap on how many people can receive tax credits for buying a hybrid or fully electric vehicle. Currently, the number of tax credits allowed is capped at 200 thousand per company. Automakers want the cap lifted until the EV market is more mature. General Motors and Tesla have already reached the cap and Toyota is close to it. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Victor Paul. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Cromar, my guest. Barb and Ken versus Goliath IRS. If it could happen to Barbie and Ken, it could happen to you. Miracles in GodWeTrust.com, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you can get the incredible movie available at his website. There's a movie and a video that I want you to be aware of, okay? The movie is called A More Perfect Union, an incredible, incredible um, reenactment, if you will, of our founding era. It is so good. Remastered, put together by Ken Cromar, who's a filmmaker by trade, by the way. If you buy that, you're actually helping Ken. You're helping Ken with his legal battle. Look, what the government's done is they took away his home, and then they said, fine, now fight us now that you don't have a place to live. 
See the criminal nature of this, ladies and gentlemen? Wait a minute, where's the jury of peers? Well, you don't get what, well, it's coming up. Yeah, what questions would you ask, ladies and gentlemen, to filter out people in a jury pool to find your peers? While you think about that, so you can get this video, uh, or this movie, I should say, A More Perfect Union, at Ken's website, miraclesandgodwetrust.com. It's also available on Amazon, though, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of ways that you can watch this, but you want to watch it for your own education. Uh, It's a movie that I watch routinely because it's so good, and it reminds me of how sacred our founding era was and how important it is to remember their sacrifice and carry forth our heritage, our American heritage, our godly heritage, and our legacy. Anyway, so to to get the the film, miraclesandgodwetrust.com, or on Amazon, the video that I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, is where the SWAT team literally descended upon his home even though he never had a jury by trial, or trial by jury. He never had any of those things, ladies and gentlemen. That is the problem here. But they battle now. What's next? June 27th, 2022, one week of trial by jury. So Ken has to now uh, pick jurors, uh, and what questions would you ask? We talked about his age. He's 63. you got to have somebody generally that age. you got to have somebody that has general political alignment with him. Uh, And not only political, but religious alignment. Let me give you an example. If I am a godless person and I don't believe in God, and I hear Ken going, yeah, my website's miracles in God we trust. And, you know, he says, I believe I'm on God's errand with this battle. Uh, I believe I'm on the right side of, uh, of, you know, I'm with God on this at the truth. I've been, and I don't even believe in God at all. I just think, you know what, this guy's a God religious crutch kook. And I won't even give the evidence a chance now. So you've got to find somebody who has alignment with you, generally your age, somebody that's a family member. You've got to start talking about God, family, and country again, people. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. No other talk show like it. I hit on the very core of it all. If somebody doesn't believe in God, family, and country the way you do, Ken, they can't really be your peer, can they? That's right. That In, in, the, in the original concept of a jury of your peers, trial by jury of your peers, it really meant people that actually know you. That, that have an understanding of who you are and where you fit in your community and, and whatnot. And now what they do is they just simply go to voter rolls, and uh, who knows how they shuffle that deck, but um, you know, that's, that's how they do it. And, um, and so what they do, of course, now is jury trial, which is not trial by jury. We had arguments about that on the record. And uh, a trial by jury of peers allows the jury to judge not only the person, but the law itself and how it's been applied. Now, if we have a jury of our peers, then we can win. But if the judge is going to sit there and instruct the jury, a a jury trial, that here's the law and here's what you're going to do, and when you go back there, you got to make a decision that fits what I just told you. Why in the heck is a jury there anyway then? If they're just going to be do what they're told, it makes the people feel good, Ken. That they feel like there's the uh, you know the illusion, the grand illusion, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, so that's the challenge right there. Is how do you get a jury of your peers? And unfortunately, um, the judge seemed to think, oh, you're just switching words around. They're the same thing. No, they're not. And we actually submitted documentation with regards to the common law which in law itself is seen to be um, constitutional. The Constitution is common law. Common law is the Constitution. And so what did you swear an oath to, officers of the court? 
you swore to the Constitution to protect and defend it against enemies foreign and domestic. What does it mean if you're not upholding the Constitution and allowing an individual to defend themselves before a jury of their peers? I think that might qualify for being a domestic enemy, and that's treason. And we filed a document on the court yesterday, which they'll reject because it wasn't filed by a bar attorney because they blocked us now for 13 months. But at least we got it on the record that says this is a criminal referral to the Utah Attorney General, Sean Reyes, for treason in the court. We haven't even got to trial yet, but we already know there's been treason committed. The question is, will the Attorney General actually step forward and put a stay on this case uh, until um, the individuals involved who are in conflicts of interest? That's a whole other story. Um, uh, we, we have a right to ask for recusal. The judge refused to recuse herself. The prosecutor refused to um, recuse himself, and so everything about this is headed towards disaster in a trial, and they know it. They've been warned of it, and it's going to be really interesting, and it's kind of funny to know that you're on a divine assignment and not have any idea how this thing's going to play, but know that you're your Lord and Savior who's put you on this assignment. This is his fight. I feel kind of sorry for them because something's going to happen. And I don't and think it's and going to be too good for with, them. Without a jury pool, a jury, a group of jurors that understand Ken's views on that, uh, it's, it's going to be trouble. They're not his peers. Because whether you agree with Ken or not, is Ken genuine in his belief and in his efforts to defend what he believes in? True to the core, or is it an act? If it's true to the core of what he really believes, then you've got to take this into account. Uh, and you've got to look at the government and their actions, and you've got to say, hey, does this rise to the level of fraud, what they're doing to him? Literally send a 75-member SWAT team, kick him out of his house, take his house away. But yet we haven't got a proper conviction. There hasn't been due process. There hasn't been the submitting of evidence. And uh, let's talk a little bit about every time you've tried to, one, get evidence onto the docket so that it can be discussed and focused on. They reject you. They do everything they can to stop it. And number two, then, when you request information, you have the right to subpoena people and information. Uh, in your case, they don't even deliver. These no, two issues don't. tell me it's a, uh, a fraudulent trial in the first place mm -hmm. um, because if you don't get the information that you need, evidence for example the SWAT team who put that SWAT team together what's all the behind the scene details who authorized it who gave authority on what documents that were okay we go on and on but what I'm saying Ken, is that back trail matters Ken it does let me let me tell you one thing it's really important if you go to the miracles website and look up Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS there's a newly posted video that shows the SWAT we finally got footage from different sources including friends and neighbors who were actually standing on the outside of the perimeter where, where there were just bunches of police cars flashing lights. It was a circus. We've, we put that all together into a video that shows what happened in the SWAT. And then we Barbara kept asking. It's really harrowing to watch one 57-year-old grandma with, with of seven grandkids at the time to be facing down the that kind of um, army and simply ask, do you have a warrant? Do you have a warrant? We have a judge's order, court order. 
you have to have a warrant. And the warrants, there were two warrants, and they were fabricated after the raid. They're, they're stamped. They have time stamps. It was within Ladies hours. Ladies and gentlemen, let me the, stop you there, though. If they're after the raid, after the breach of a home, ladies and gentlemen, yep. this is criminal activity at the highest order. Yes. See, but how do you how do you prosecute these people? Well, and, and see, Ammon Bundy, Ammon Bundy, in the middle of his <clears throat> of his cases, asked the quintessential question, and I want to bring it up now because I think it relates. Ammon yep. said this publicly in front of the media. What are we to do? These people are criminals. We can't get a redress of grievance. We can't get a fair trial. We can't get a jury of our peers. We can't get due process of law. He said that literally at the start of his two-year, or before his two-year jail. What are we to do? Two years later, we're still asking the same question when the government said he's innocent. And the government said the government created crimes. What are we to do is my question, Ken. Well, you know what? You've, you've hit the main question. And our solution, you know, people say, what can you do? What can you do? To us, the answer is simply this. You swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. You put your, your solemn oath on the line. Now, if you break that oath and it rises to the level of treason, you've got a serious problem. What you do is you hold them accountable to their oath, and in our case, we've invoiced the people. Over $200 million in invoices. We'll get into the details of that in seconds with Ken Cromar, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Big money at stake, huh? Liberty Roundtable live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com
talking to Ken Cromar, ladies and gentlemen. Miraclesingodwetrust.com, the website. Click on uh, Ken and Barb Fight Goliath IRS uh, to learn more, to watch the video of the 75-member raid on his home. They stole his home and then said, now fight us. He's been doing so for over four and a half years, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, even though they made him homeless, um, they continue to ratchet it up and cost money. Now they're saying he's got to have a bar-approved attorney. Uh, they don't like what he files onto the court, etc. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, there's no law that says you've got to turn your representation over to a third party which you don't trust or believe in. Uh, that's fundamental reality, ladies and gentlemen. You have the right of self-defense. <laughs> and some could say that relates to your gun rights. It may be true, but it also relates uh, to your right to represent yourself. And they're trying to destroy that right. They're trying to say can't, can, Ken can't file evidence on the court. He can't file information. He can't call his own witnesses. He can't represent himself. He can't um, get information that he's uh, requested and subpoenaed and every level in between. Okay, And, and now they're going to go to trial on the 27th, and Ken's quest is to get a fair jury poll. Is that possible in America <laughs> today? And with the judges and the orders they give and the guidelines they give – and the manipulated way they, um, you know, do juries. For example, if a jury's a, if a juror is a Christian, if a juror believes in the traditional family, if the juror believes in male, female, gender, uh, binary gender reality, if it's a heterosexual, if it's a okay, these people aren't fit to serve the courts. They're racist, bigots, haters, abusers, terrorists. On on down, and, and so uh, Ken's going to have a very tough time. One, getting information to the court for evidence. Two, getting a pool of jurors that makes sense and being able to vet them. Three, being able to subpoena the things that he needs for his defense. Who's behind this whole raid? How did that all go down? Okay, who, how did this all start? How did the IRS decide to come after Ken in the first place? Once the IRS issues were dismissed, who kept all these other cases up? The, who kept the juggling the balls to make sure that, hey, we run Ken completely out of money and completely out of everything? Well, what they don't know is Ken's on a God-given mission. And that's the difference. And we need jurors to understand these things. Anyway, I digress, except for, Ken, what are we to do? You know, um, you just reminded me of my favorite scripture. And I'm, I, it's funny you'd think I'd be able to say it exactly right every time. But trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understandings. Acknowledge his hand in all things, and he shall direct thy path. I believe that with all my heart. We don't understand what's going on. We've told the court that, by the way, that's a legal position or a lawful position. We don't understand these proceedings. We don't consent to these proceedings. We're a man and a woman on the land. We're not corporations. Like you're, You had no right to bring us in here because we're not corporations, even though you've changed the lettering of our name to put it in all caps to justify legally that we're here, but we're not. So we don't consent to these proceedings, and we don't understand them. They actually can't do anything within their own rules. Now, let me be very clear. When Ken says he doesn't understand them, then they try to say, okay, you're, you're mentally incapable of understanding the, the complications. That's why you need to be forced to have uh, an attorney to represent you to help you understand this and, and not be such an abuse on the courts and everything. Ken's not saying he can't cognitively understand. Right. What he's saying is he doesn't legally understand how they can just simply cir circumvent and pervert the law. Uh, to the point of forcing you into um, venues that you don't belong, into, your, right. into jurisdictions that don't relate. into I mean, right. He understands the case, ladies and gentlemen. He's cognitively completely capable of understanding. What he's saying, That's, though, is he doesn't yeah. recognize and understand 
their perverted actually, application uh, actually, of what you would call corporate law, right? Right. So, so actually, it's it, we've often said we say it as often as we can. We do not understand these proceedings. We do not consent to these proceedings. But often, when we say we don't understand, we also add stand under. We do not stand under these proceedings. That's what it means. It's a legalese game. They're playing with words at all times. And once again, I just have to point out, when you have a bar attorney, they actually steal, without your knowledge, your power of attorney and start signing documents and bond agreements behind the scenes. And if you ever get convicted, guess who signs your, your conviction? The judge, the prosecutor, and your own attorney. Why? Because he stole your power of attorney because it's you that has to sign it. But what, we'd never signed such a thing. That's why they're demanding us to have a bar attorney. And we rejected it officially on documents, in the record, affidavits, at every point and saying if you've actually even exercised a power of attorney on us, then you must disclose because they're rejected and rescinded. They never happen because we've never given our power of attorney. Interesting, huh? That's the question, ladies and gentlemen. Do they have the right <laughs> to take your rights away from you against your will? And if they do, my next question would be this. What kind of a country do we have now? Think about that question very, very uh, seriously. It's a poignant question to say the least. If they can say, Ken, you can't represent yourself, we're going to force representation on you. Ken, you can't do this, you can't say this, you can't feel this way, you can't, you must, you must, you must, you must. If it's that kind of a forced deal, then what kind of a country do we live in? I believe our founders would be turning over in their graves, Ken. They they would. Um, You know, it's really interesting. We when when we've gone through these kangaroo um, hearings on Zoom, WebEx actually, um, we've had to wait our turn for what they call in custodies, people that are at the jail. And it's really interesting to see these poor people who, well, you know, there's no question a bunch of them belong there. But but here's what's really bizarre, is we've heard the judge ask these people. Okay, you're now pleading guilty, and then she goes through a litany of questions, and the one that just gives me chills every time I hear it because we've heard it many times is, do you understand that you're giving up your constitutional rights? Did you hear what I just said? You've pled guilty, and now they're asking, do you understand that you've given up your constitutional rights? Guess what? That's fraud. That's deceit. That's wrong, and here's why. When we talk about unalienable rights, people always say inalienable. That's not what it says in the Constitution. It says unalienable, and there's a difference. Unalienable means un – well, it, it, it means it un – you can't lean it is what it means. So your rights are not lienable. What that means is you cannot sell them. You cannot give them up. They can't be stolen from you. They can't be compromised. You can't make money off of them. They're unalienable, God-given rights. So when that judge says, um, do you understand that you're giving up your constitutional rights? She just proclaimed herself God because God gave us the rights, and she's now proclaiming herself queen or God to then take them away. It's impossible. 
they're unalienable. Yeah, it can be said she's playing God, and I understand the point because God's the author of our rights. But what she's really doing is playing Satan because she's taking force <laughs> to deny you of your rights, if you want to get technical. Better said, Sam. I really like that. That's well said. Hey, you, don't, you don't use force and put yourself above God. Okay, that's Satan's plan, people. You right, got it? Right. All right. We right. need to understand that. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we, we'll be praying for Ken and Barb in this epic battle. Uh, but you mentioned that you filed a lot of lawsuits relating to, uh, you know, hey, they, they're going to owe you big money uh, on a lot of this. Let's talk a, a little bit about that because I think it's relevant. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's kind of complicated, but I'll, I'll try and make it really simple. If you break your oath of office, which so many of them do, we've called them out on it because we have what we call a checkmate document, officially called Public Notice, Declarations, Mandates, and Lawful Protest. We fought, that was the first document we filed on this case, and the court was notified that we're, we're questioning your jurisdiction. You're saying that we're a corporation, and we're not. We're people. We're a man and a woman on the land, and that's a really serious, important thing. And if you proceed, here's the penalties and fines for denying very specific rights and breaking your oath of office. So if you break your oath of office, they always like to say, we have judicial immunity. No, you don't. And your own oath says that. It says if you, um, that you're protecting the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic, which presupposes that there are domestic enemies. They could even be in the court. And so your own oath tells you that judicial immunity is a, is a farce. It's a theory. It's not true because if you break your oath, now you don't have the protection of being a protector of the Constitution. That opens you up on a personal level. So, like, they all have to have bonds, Sam. And a bond, we've learned something very important, and that is if you go after their bonds and say they violated their oath, they don't have to pay out on the bond because there's a provision in the bonds, as we understand it, that says if they break their oath of office to the, Constitu oath of office to the Constitution, that they are not protected within the bonds, and so the bond company doesn't have to pay out. So we've gone after them personally, individually, sending them letters and serving them, process serving through uh, you know, the marshals or whoever, because uh, they, they can serve papers on people, and said, we're contacting you as a man or a woman, and here's the violations, and here's your invoice. We've got over $200 million in invoices, plus $120 million that we intend to collect for the original offense in the federal court under Ju Chief Judge Robert J. Shelby. That, um, and in fact, Sam, I need to tell you, we've got a reward out for, it's, it's called a $12 million reward, but in reality, it could be much, much more. For those who whistleblow um, with regards to this case and help us find justice, we, before we got hit with the first SWAT, the 13-man U.S. Marshal SWAT, I flew out to Washington, D.C., and with a couple of other uh, people who had been abused by the IRS, we, we went to the National Press Club, and we hired out a room, and we sent out a notification to 300 main press corps to come and listen about the violations of law by the IRS. Guess how many people came? Zero. Not one. So I ran downstairs and bought a camera – or, excuse me, rented a camera – and we decided to have the press conference anyway. And in that press conference, we offered a $12 million reward to the group of people that they can share this, this, this reward based on our 10% of our 
our $120 million lawsuit. That was way back when, right? But it's actually could, could be much, much more. It could be hundreds of millions. And so whoever right, helps ladies, us with you know, that. A couple of things before the end of the hour. Number one, we need whistleblowers because yep. otherwise they, they basically um, blackball all this information. They create gag orders on people. They suggest things are classified and this and that and the other. It's very hard for Ken to get the pay dirt that he needs because they stop him at every turn. The same thing happened to Ammon Bundy and crew until whistleblowers blew it wide open. This just proves that, you know what, you say Ammon's wrong because he doesn't have the evidence. Well, you know what, it took whistleblowers for them to actually get what they knew existed. Okay, the same thing's true uh, in Ken Cromar's case. So we need whistleblowers. Please, if you know something, help us on this. The last we thing I want to say about this before the end of the hour is this. People say, Sam, why do you cover this? The mainstream press isn't giving Ken a chance to talk. You're only hearing one side of the story. That's your government side. Is that all you want to hear, ladies and gentlemen? If you want to hear more, then fund Liberty Roundtable. We're not begging for money, but we do need your support. LibertyRoundtable.com. Ken's website. Ken? Miracles in God We Trust. Miracles in God We Trust, all one word, dot com. And then there's Barbie and Ken versus Goliath IRS there, and we have a video about that $12 million reward and lots of other videos, including a 75-man slot. We'll keep an eye on this as it unfolds, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business. We, the people, need to stand together. Ladies and gentlemen, we declare this nation shall endure. It's just how tough it's going to become, how tough it'll be before Christ comes. God save the republic of the United States of America.